Mr. Gold. Hi, this is MT Clark, and this is the MT for Christ 24-7 podcast, and uh, this is Bible Study with the Sincatis. Uh, today, we're joined with Arthur and Susanna Sincati and my wife, Tammy Lynn Clark. This is the show, or, or the study, <laughs> or the discussion. Christ is risen. And it is Easter Sunday. Yes. It is. Indeed, he is risen. Christ is risen, and Christ is risen indeed. Amen. Yes. Yes. You know, I think I think when we when we come up on Christmas on Christmas and Easter, we're often uh, pulled into um, the commercialism of it. Mm. We have to be very careful, you know, about those mm -hmm. kinds of things um, to find out <clears throat> what it really is that we're that we're we're basing our foundation on. Of course, we base it on the, the Bible. Yeah. But Arthur and Mark were look, reading a, an article that was written about the, the um, origins of Easter, the word Easter, and the word Easter, yeah. and and how people have you know tried to make it sound like well Easter is, is really a pagan holiday and yeah. they dip the eggs in blood and all this other kind of ridiculousness. But people have said those things and people have done those things. I suppose I don't know, but um, that's not what Easter is about to us. No more than Christmas is you know Santa Claus, you know that kind sure. of thing. Yeah. Uh, there was an excellent article. Uh, people are welcome to check it out uh, at breakpoint.org. John Stone Street article giving some clarity about the origins of the word Easter and some of the uh, traditions that we have uh, inadvertently <coughs> ascribed to paganism, which uh, uh, may not actually be true. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of rich information out there. And uh, unfortunately, we live in the, the fake news culture now where we're so oversaturated with information that you don't really know what to believe. And worse yet, which I'm going to touch on in a moment, worse yet is some stuff we just relegate to, okay, yeah, so what? And um, <clears throat> we really have to process what information is important. Let me tell you what's really important the resurrection of the dead. You know, that's something we're all going to eventually bump up mm -hmm. against. So, <laughs> Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are a risen God, that you are not the God of the dead, but of the living. Yes. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the God of Arthur and Susanna, and, and Mark, and Tammy Lynn, and, and, and all that call upon the name of Jesus. And we, we praise you and thank you this morning that we can celebrate a living God. We can celebrate the resurrection today. And uh, we intend to. We intend to start out by gathering around your word here, um, the richness, the, the wonder, the majesty of it, the very vehicle that um, informs us and of the truth. <clears throat> There's no fake news here. And we're, we're so grateful for the way that you've preserved your word over the centuries, the way you have, you come behind your word with your Holy Spirit to give it life, we honor you this morning with the fruit of our lips, the meditations of our hearts, and we ask in Jesus' name that you would lead us and guide us. Amen. 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 So here we are, and um, I want to emphasize that. Uh, and um, <laughs> we were talking about quoting and footnotes. I'm pretty sure that Lee Iacocca said this, okay? Okay. <laughs> he said, you know, he coined the expression, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Lee Iacocca was the chairman of Chrysler Ford first and then Chrysler Corporation. And he said the, the, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And a problem arises, however, when 
uh, two parties have a different main, a different main thing, mm. you know? Mm. So one party's trying to keep one thing, the main thing, and another party's trying to keep their thing, the main thing. And our opening scripture this morning is, uh, we're talking about the resurrection and we're kind of gonna come at the resurrection from the back door a little bit. Okay. Uh, try to, on things that uh, are not, uh, are not uh, commonly uh, preached on or studied. And it says in uh, Acts 17, 32, and when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked while others said, we will hear you again on this matter. <laughs> and, you know, I'll, I'll bet you the ones that said, we'll hear you again on this matter were far closer to death than the one that to, the, the one that's marked. Yeah. And maybe just by virtue of age or something like that. Yeah. But, um, this scripture arises, this is during Paul's second missionary journey, somewhere between 51 and 54 AD, and uh, he's in Athens, this is the whole discourse in, in Athens, uh, and um, it's around the same time as uh, he wrote um, 1 Corinthians, First, and 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 6 is that, is that beautiful passage that we, we really point to as evidence for Christ's resurrection, because that's the one where, where Paul is saying he appeared to over 500 brethren. And uh, his, his implication in saying that was, if you don't believe me, go ask one of them. You know, yeah. they were, he appeared to over 500 brethren. So uh, the, the problem, you know, I started out. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, sorry, that, that I was, I was reading first Corinthians 15 this morning amongst other uh, scriptures about uh, the resurrection. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I just love the, uh, the beginning of uh, um, uh, chapter 15 uh, in verse one um, in the new King James version. It's, uh, it says, moreover, brother, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you. And then it says, which also you received and in which you stand. Um, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that the word, uh, you know, that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. And um, I love it, the fact that you receive it and you are to stand in it. Yes, uh, yes. And you are to hold fast to it. And, right. uh, you know, this, this resurrection teaching is, is, you know, this is the thing that makes us Christians. Um, and so, yeah, I was, uh, I did some, you know, I did some preparation before class kids, um, you know, because I was like, it's, I wanted to read, read it all. And, uh, and, well, and, I, and, and it's not just believing, you know, it's standing, yeah. holding fast and standing, standing in it, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's what <clears throat> probably, you know, is, is the most, if you, you know, I don't want to say sad, but it, it's just, it's just, kind of a little it is kind of sad when you see all these people that throng in on a christmas and they throng in on an easter and they listen to it and they say yeah 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 and that great and the music was great and the preaching was great and getting to see everybody was great and then they walk away mm. and they mm. never darken the door again of the church they don't mm. live it they don't stand in it as you said mark they don't walk <laughs> through the the whole council of what happened at christmas and then what happened at easter and <clears throat> that's where that's where we get into problems that's where we get into you know issues of of um not understanding real truth and mm. in this culture of day and age you know the whole situation with gender confusion and the whole situation with you know what gets taught you know do, do we teach kindergartners about sex and all these kinds of crazy things that are going on in our in our public venue 
But if we would just stand on the word, mm -hmm. if we just mm. stand on the word, yeah. we no, could have an answer. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, truth needs a source. Otherwise, we're, we're, we're um, hamstrung. We just re remain silent. Uh, if mm. we're just spouting our own opinions about truth that's so confining, so damaging, so shallow, uh, mm. Truth genuinely needs a source. Anything that uh, is of value uh, needs a source. Mm. Um, before I, I jump into this problem thing, <laughs> mm. which is rich, I think, but I yeah. was contemplating this morning. I said, um, so, so suppose, suppose that um, uh, some guy uh, was executed, uh, electric chair. Yeah, today, you know, now, nowadays, right now, someone was electrocuted, uh, executed on the electric chair, and uh, the 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 doc comes up and checks his heart and checks his pulse, and yeah, he's gone, he's dead, uh, mm. pronounced dead. You're dead, you're dead, man. And a couple of guys, uh, orderlies, uh, come and they lift him up and they put him on a gurney and they roll him out and they roll him into that cold room, you know, the morgue, and they put him in one of those drawers. And suppose it's it's like the weekend, so they stick them in the drawer, and they all go home and and have their Saturday and Sunday. And so Monday morning comes around three days later, and uh, and they're gathering around. They've got their extra large mocha latte from Dunkin' Donuts and a and a, a croissant, and and they're getting ready to fire and booting up the computer and sitting at their desk and getting ready to face their little day. And all of a sudden that draw pops open, right? Mm -hmm. Pops open and it kind of slides open. And the guy looks up and, Hey guys, it's kind of chilly in here. Could you get me some clothes? Mm -hmm. You know, so this is, this is monumental, right? But in, in our culture, this would probably, people would start Facebooking it and whatever, and it would go viral, you know, for about eight seconds. And then somebody would say, hey, did you hear about that guy that rose from the dead? Yeah, they executed him and then they rose from the dead. And then someone would say, yeah, I, I heard about that. But but did you hear that Emma's uh, dog had puppies and their cutest little, uh, you know, uh, uh, Labradoodles and there's, and so, you know, like, we're so saturated with news yeah. that even incredibly good news or bad news just gets relegated to the, the news dustbin in about eight seconds. Yeah. We go from, you know, Neil Postman talked about, uh, who did um, Amusing Yourself to Death, he talks about the television culture and especially television news, where you'll see this uh, horrific news story about bombs and, and, you know, death and stuff like that. And then they'll cut to a toothpaste commercial, you know, right. just like that. And you emotionally just have to switch. Mm -hmm. so, um, That's why we have to receive it, receive the receive good news. It, stand in it. And stand in it. Because otherwise, yeah. our you know attentions get thrown aside, and the yeah. next thing comes out, and it's and that's the thing. Because it's right. like Susanna said, they come in, they hear the gospel, that's great. What's next? And they walk yeah. away, and it's like, no, this is it. Um, you're supposed to stand in it, and there's great joy, and you know, if if we if we do, um, you know, and uh, that's the that's what's sad is is the the joy that people could have in their faith um, by standing in it. And, uh, exactly it's a living faith it all starts today you know us. you know it, it grows with us it goes right. with us right. so there there's some problems involved in in our faith and in our relationship with god and so one of the, the problem that occurred to me 
it, between us and God is that we don't have the same problem. That's the problem. Right. Okay? Uh, God's problem is with sin, since he's he he's given us free will. Mm-hmm. So God's problem with us is sin. He's given us free will, and we blew it. You know, we took that free will and we abused it. Our problem is with death, since we can't find a way around it. Mm. So, you know, our problem is not with sin. As a matter of fact, you know, most of us really, we're like, we kind of like put sin, oh, that's not so bad. Uh, I'm mostly a good person. You know, I'm relatively, uh, that, that sin's not so bad. It was just a white lie. It was just a glance. It was just a this, it was just a that. We're constantly just, we don't have a problem with it. We have a problem with death though. You know, we're wearing masks and taking antibiotics and mm-hmm. we want to avoid death at all costs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have two different problems here and death's not a problem with God. He's the author of life. He lives forever. John mm-hmm. the Baptist said, God is able to raise up children from Abraham from these stones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God can breathe life into stones if he chooses to. He mm-hmm. says, uh, precious is in the sight of the Lord. This is David. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. So now uh, I would just point out John the Baptist's words there. God is able to raise up children of Abram, you know, to Abram from these stones. Yeah. That's, profe- that's prophetic for the second coming. Um, you know, uh, people's uh, bodies have been totally destroyed, right? Uh, from time and rotting or whatever. People are just dust. And God can, you know, we're going to be raised to life again. Uh, yeah. in, in the resurrection, um, and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll take us from whatever, um, to, to remake us and give us glorified bodies. Um, you know, so, there, there like are that. who get concerned about that, you know, talking about death and, and Mark, you, you bring up a, an interesting point, you know, people who, you know, are so careful to embalm bodies and make sure that they, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then you have, you know, people who, what, what about a person who died in a fire? Yeah. What about a person who got eaten by a shark? What yeah. about, a, you know, I mean, you can go through a whole litany of, of you know, possibilities. possibilities. Well, their yeah. bodies are not there. No, that God doesn't deal with the body. <laughs> he doesn't need that. He doesn't need that part. He needs he all his the, needs. the soul and the spirit, and he will recreate us because we'll, we'll be given a new body. Right. Right. So Out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Out of nothing, because he started with nothing anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. made everything else, uh, you know, but I think that there is a, a sense where, you know, we're, we have a, an elder priest who's staying with us. He just got back from Ukraine and, mm. and has gone through quite a bit of, of health, you know, issues since he's gotten back. And now um, we're dealing with um, cancer. He does, he has mm. been prognosed with, with uh, can- prostate cancer. Yeah. And he's, he's starting to get a little nervous. He's 83 years old. And he, one, one day he said to me, he said, you know, I, I don't want to die. I said, Father, we all die. Everybody's (laughs) going to die. That's just something we're going to do, Mm. but not today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's get today (laughs) and be joyful about today and do what we can do with today. Because eventually we are all going to die. That's just part of who we are. Yeah. And so as Arthur points out, that's not a problem for God. Yeah. No. However, it is a problem if you don't know God, if yeah. you don't have the word, if you're not ready to stand before him. Sure. Yeah. Um, Pastor Finn used to say, uh, 
we all want to go to heaven. We just don't want to go on the next uh, on the next ride on the next uh, <laughs> next batch. Yeah, I don't want to get in the wheelbarrow, right? You know, yeah, across the, the Nile. <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're pushing that off, pushing it back, pushing it back, and it's still a very pressing reality for us. Mm -hmm. So um, I looked at there's several timely resurrection scriptures uh, that I thought would take a peek at. I, I missed uh, inadvertently um, 2 Kings 4.35, where Elijah raises the Shulamite's son. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a great resurrection. In, in 2 Kings 13.21, some lucky guy uh, touches the bones of Elijah and revives. Some lucky de dead guy, you know, mm -hmm. of, of Elijah and he, and he rose up. Um, Jesus revived uh, uh, several people, D Jairus's daughter in, in Matthew 9.25 and Mark 5.41. Jesus revived the young, the boy from Nain in Luke 7.14. And of course, he, he raises Lazarus from the dead after four days dead. John 11. He stinketh, mm. he stunketh. <laughs> uh, in John 11.43. Uh, these are more appropriately called resuscitations. Or um, or re revive, you know, to uh, to revive uh, someone. Uh, uh, the, the, that language is used in in some uh, of, of those verses. Since all these people died again later, it's it's funny you should say that because uh, you know resuscitations. Elijah's miracle of raising the sun. He yep. like laid on him and yes, breathed on him and everything. And I was thinking like, you know, um, that uh, people could say, oh, that was just mouth to mouth. But but you bring up an excellent point because, um, yeah, they, they did bring people back from the dead. Um, but right. they were resuscitations because they they did go back into eternity. So, you know, yep. but, they die so, again. you know, I, th yeah. I think that that's often looked looked over yeah to say you know because i think there's scriptures that talks about when when the the pharisees and sadducees and, and the priests were trying to kill jesus they were also looking for lazarus right <laughs> right i had you like i'm back guys what they want to kill me like no um, we gotta kill you because we want to kill jesus and discredit him so we got to prove that you're dead too you're never raised back to life uh so yeah that's oh I should I should look this up online, but I won't do it now. There was a there was a funny poem about Lazarus out there somewhere. Lazarus mm -hmm. raised from the dead, you know, and he comes back, and everybody's saying, "Oh, Lazarus, gee, we're we're sorry, <laughs> man. We we sold your donkey, uh, and uh, we got rid of your stuff, and we rented your room out already. Stuff like that. It was a funny poem, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, this was temporal. Uh, I. The, the word revive is very interesting because it's a word that we use in, in Pentecostal circles a lot, speaking about revival, invoking revival in the church. And the interesting thing about revival is that it fades. <laughs> revival fades. Uh, uh, tragically, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Mark Twain, who was um, no lover of the church or no Christian, writes in, in Tom Sawyer, uh, Tom, uh, uh, a big revival came to town. And bars were closed and people were uh, going to church all the time. And, and then Tom got sick for two weeks and he was in bed. And when he got out of bed and he was well, he went back into the town and everything had gone back to the way it was. So 
um, you know, revival fades. And when a body is revived like Jairus's daughter or, uh, or Lazarus, um, that, that healing fades, you know, uh, entropy and old age kick in and time uh, takes its toll and that person dies again. So uh, the problem I just reiterate for us is death. Uh, Jesus is the first true resurrection. He is the first true resurrection. So pass back to 1 Corinthians 15, 20. We're kind of camping out over there today. But 1 Corinthians 15, 20 says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Mm. So that is, is a, that's a, this is a powerful change in the narrative. Okay. We've seen, we've seen resuscitations. We've seen people rise from the dead and that's been powerful and impactful, but Jesus rises from the dead, uh, never again uh, to die, to live okay. forever. His resurrection body gives testimony to that for that. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, we we uh, ascribe Psalm 1610 to that for you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Mm -hmm. That's so, that's the verse. Uh, uh, Psalm 16, I think, is the verses that Peter used uh, on the day of Pentecost. Um, yes. Um, yes, that's right. Uh, basically was. saying he wouldn't see corruption. In his, um, in his no, sermon. Or yeah, it's definitely in the book of Acts. I was in that today. So that's like ringing bells. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, Arthur's speaking like an apostle. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, that's yeah. that's it. You know, that's, that's. I mean, that's the ticket. You know, um, the resurrection of Jesus Christ started something new. And, um, and Acts, uh, or 1 Corinthians 15, um, and the verses shortly after 20, 22 halfway in it says even so in christ all shall be made alive but each yes, one in his right. own order meaning whenever we go christ the yeah. first fruits afterward those who are christ at his coming the, those are who you know afterward mm -hmm. who are christ at his coming the second coming then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to god the father when he puts an end to all rule and authority and power that's the bad guys uh the spirits of force you know the all rule the world system spiritual forces of darkness he puts an end to them for he must reign till he has put all his enemies under his feet so there's you know if it was <laughs> if you didn't know it was the bad guys in the next verse 25 it tells you all his enemies are defeated so that's you know, um, as, as I remember pastor Chris that used to say, it's, you know, it's now and not yet. And, uh, you know, Christ has been victorious. He's begun the process right. of giving us new life. You know, every time we put our faith in him or enter into eternity, um, you know, or after we enter into eternity, after putting our faith in him, um, we experience the new thing he started, uh, you know, that God started with, with this, with this resurrection of his son. And, you know, I just wanted, I just was looking down a little bit farther, you know, talking about the effects of denying the resurrection. Mm. Verse uh, 32 in chapter 16 says, if in the manner of men, I have fought with beast at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me? If the dead do not rise, mm -hmm. then let us eat, drink, and for tomorrow we die. You know, yeah. what's, what's the point? What's if, the point? If we don't have the resurrection yeah. of life, then. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you're talking nihilism. We just fade out into nothingness. So enjoy what you got now because, because there's uh, nothing afterwards, but Christ 
price rose and showed, showed us that's not the case. Yeah, it's a denial of the problem. Let's just yeah. uh, like when my uh, when my car makes a, a funny noise, I turn the radio up. Not a good plan. <laughs> no, no. Not the noise plan. just goes away. It's amazing. But it's, it's That's a, a great analogy, actually, Arthur, because you know, your, your car's got a problem. You turn it up, you have a good time driving, listen to your music, and then it dies. And you yeah, and then, then we get to experience what we got to experience yesterday morning when not only yeah, you can't just turn up story. the radio, yeah. but the, uh, anyway. the whole car debacle situation. But the point is, is that if God did not raise Christ from the dead, then what we're doing here is just moot. What, yeah, know, that's, what are we doing? that's a, an ugly truth. And we're not doing it. You know, we're not saying endorsing that just to justify our no. lives and our, no. our existence and no. our little preaching here it's it, it's the truth we're just declaring it you know yeah. uh and because yeah. quotes uh, we are making today are all from scripture you know yeah <laughs> and Absolutely. that's it Absolutely. there was some interesting notions about resurrection that were floating around in biblical times we get some hints of them in, in scripture um in matthew 14 2 tells us that herod the tetrarch ra- uh, vaguely believed that jesus might have been John the Baptist ridden, risen from the dead. Now, you know, we know the story that uh, Herod had John executed, um, beheaded. So that would have been pretty creepy if John rose from the dead. He would have been like the headless horseman or somebody like that. But so I, I'd, I'd love to know, uh, I'd really love to have a chance maybe to speak to some Jewish scholars about what like what were the Jews thinking at those times? So there was a, a sense and an understanding and a notion that there was such thing as a resurrection. Because here, Herod is running around thinking that maybe this Jesus character who's doing miracles and is making a name for himself, maybe he's John the Baptist risen from the dead. And coming so after th- him. Yeah. So this is a real possibility to, to him and for him. Uh, at least in some somewhere in 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 the well, caverns of, of his mind, right? I well, I I to psychoanalyze uh, uh, Herod the Tetrarch. I would say, you know, that particular idea was born of guilt. Yeah, uh, the no, fact no. that he had John the yeah. Baptist beheaded, and uh, his sin was upon him, and yeah. he knew John was a holy man, and yeah. here's another holy man who, you know. They're speaking the same language, uh, right, right? So, same spirit, one baptism. Uh, so yeah, so he, so he sees, you know, he saw the Holy Spirit, you know, you know, working through John the Baptist, and he definitely sees it in Jesus Christ. So yeah, and, and there's a life uh, that's been raised again. Um, right, right. But uh, it's uh, it's not who he thought it was. Well, on, on top of that, we have uh, in, in Matthew 16, 13, and 14, Jesus is asking his disciples, who do men say that I am? And the response is, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Mm-hmm. And the implication here is that r- risen from the dead. Again, right. uh, th- that, um, that this has happened. So steeped in the culture there was some mystical folklorish notion that there was such thing. Now we know, for instance, uh, the, 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 the Sadducees are uh, targeted 
uh, as notoriously not believing in uh, the resurrection of the dead. And I have to confess, I, I don't know how how deep that went. Whether they don't just they just didn't believe in a physical resurrection, or um, or uh, what their what the Sadducees afterlife um, uh, understanding uh, was. If it was just a disembodied, you become a disembodied spirit. You're just kind of floating on on the clouds, et cetera, et cetera. We know that even today, the Jews believe. Uh, Orthodox Jews believe in what they call soul sleep, and then they're they're still waiting for Elijah to show up mm-hmm. in some form, either in a mystical form as a spirit, or you know, raised from the dead or created from the earth, the, the spirit of Elijah in a man. Which this is what Jesus expressed about John the Baptist. He says, "If if you will receive it, John." is Elijah, the spirit of Elijah, you know, rests upon John. So there was just some funny notions, some mm. weird notions. People were, uh, death is the problem. And people mm-hmm. were interested and in talking about uh, the resurrection or, or the possibility of resurrection, because uh, we, with uh, abstract thought, we cannot uh, conceive or, or uh, deal with the fact that our little strivings, our little thinkings, our uh, musings and our lovings and our uh, uh, fist pumpings, it, it's just gonna, it, we, we, we just pour dirt on it at the end. You know, we just, we put it in the ground, we pour dirt on it and then everybody else goes on and you just become food for worms. And, and that's not acceptable uh, to us. Maybe your memory might echo on for a few generations, uh, but that's about the size of it. And um, that's not acceptable for us. And, and I think it's not acceptable because it's been, eternity is woven in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. eternity is, is implanted. Yeah, and there's, there's, you know, I'm sorry, Susanna, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I also think that our culture today, we're so insulated from death. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's We're insulated yeah. from death. You sure. know, if you go back into an agricultural, you know, set up or people that had farms and they had you know you know whatever they saw death all the time you right know, you, you killed the, the the chicken to eat it you you, you kill the cow to eat, eat it you know uh the dogs and the cats they died and and you know those kind of things. death was just acceptable and was was something that that was part of life you go back even farther before you know modern medicine people died you know children died in in childbirth yeah. women died in childbirth you know a man went out into the field and got you know, gourd and whatever, and he died, you know, those kinds of things. Death was real. It was in your face. It was just a part of life. Mm. But today we don't, we don't see it that way. Right. Even when you go to a funeral, um, oftentimes the coffin is closed, but if, if it's not, the person looks like they're just asleep. They're, they're yeah. made yeah. up and all this kind of thing. And we're insulated from death True. because we don't want to talk about death. Yeah. We don't want it to, to be a part of what we were doing. So what were you going to say, Mark, when I jumped in? Um, yeah, there's, well, there's a couple things. There's always something. Um, but, <laughs> but I was thinking of, um, you know, the uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, you know, he, he was somewhat of a deep thinker and uh, the, relu- the most reluctant, uh, you know, convert or whatever is, a, is something that's coming out now. But, um, you know, he, he, they always talked about the, the myths, you know, the myth that is true. Um, about God or, or whatever, and um, he talked to that uh, talked about that with Tolkien, and then the, they they 
you know, came to believe that the myth that was true was the one of Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. that, that was the one that all, you know, the story of God was the one that was, you know, that was reflected in all other cultures um, with their little things, uh, although incorrectly, um, you know, reflected the truth of the true story of, of, of God, the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. And I, what I was going to say initially was just the the fact that, you know, all the, all the different cultures of the world, uh, many of them have uh, an idea of an afterlife and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, judgment or punishment or, you know, a good place or a bad place um, in it. And, that, and I think that's sort of like the common grace of God. He sort of gives us this idea, his law written yep. on our hearts, for instance, with yep. you know, what yep. we know is right and wrong. And this idea that there's something beyond this life, um, and that's obviously to draw us to God. Um, And I think that's just, you know, part of this, this, this whole resurrection narrative that, you know, as, as hard to believe as it is, we, we believe that there's something out there, you know, there's, you know, there's something on the other side of this life and, and God's revealed it to us in, in the resurrection uh, of, of Jesus Christ. There has to be. Um, as and then, oh, God. Fatalistic worldview yeah. of nihilism is, is just, uh, is, is not, I don't even think they really believe it. And I, I loved what Susanna was saying about, um, you know, how death has become so antiseptic in our culture, even with mm. computer games and things of that sort. Oh, don't even but, get started um, with that. When, uh, when my grandfather died in 1940, mm-hmm was waked for two weeks in the home yes imagine this now so you know that's so foreign to our culture but again only um 75 80 years ago a different culture had uh was more steeped in death and my grandmother had 13 pregnancies and only seven children lived oh my so you know we death is very antiseptic to us and that's why what the resurrection is like we, we're ready to to put that on the shelf as uh yeah you know that's not very important um because uh, uh emma had puppies her dog had puppies this week yeah. and that's important news you know or i just got a new job or there's a new coffee shop on warren street you got to check it out that's important news but yeah. resurrection from the dead, that's not really important because it really doesn't apply to me because we put death on the shelf. Right. You know? yeah. And like but you said, culturally, you know, in the past. But it has a habit of falling off the shelf. <laughs> you know, culturally in, in the past, death was really part of our, our thing. Yeah. Like you said, they yeah. had they had the dead body in the house. And that made me, when Susanna was talking about that, I thought of this Sally Field movie that was out years ago. Um, called uh, Places in the Heart, and it was yes. all about like this town in the Midwest. This woman, her husband was a was a cop, and he was he was killed. And it starts off the beginning of this uh, this movie with with them preparing the body, and the bodies in the house, and you know, and um, it was all about her struggles as 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 bringing in this crop of cotton or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a tornado, and people died in that, and then. It was just this this long drama about life, and and at the end of it, they end. It was a sort of a strange ending. They ended in church, and they they were just singing a, a hymn in church. And as they pan through the people in the church, you see her husband, and you see some people that died in the um and that died in the tornado. And it was like, 
what? And then it just sort of ended. And I don't remember. I, I really, to this day, I don't really remember or really know what they were trying to do with that. Um, we're going to put that on the witch list. Anyway. But, but yeah, just sort of like um, that, that life goes on perhaps that, you know, that we're not just right. remembered. And, and the yeah, fact I mean, that it was in a church, you know, the, you know, but sure. people even, are resurrected to life. Even the most pagan uh, and all worldviews have formed some sort of an answer for, for, for this thing. Yeah. Now, even here on the other side of the cross, yeah. uh, we're shrouded in fear and confusion about death still surrounds that subject. Shakespeare writes in Hamlet soliloquy, but that the uh, dread of something after death, the undiscovered country from whose borns no traveler returns, puzzles the will. Well, one traveler returned. <laughs> You've missed that, Will. Yep. You missed yep. that part. One traveler returns and gives us free passage if we're willing to believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, John Stone Street last week at, uh, in Breakpoint, he really did some rich commentary about uh, about Easter. This was particular one was about Maundy Thursday, and he wrote that um, uh, through Christ's death, death is not only avoided but finally defeated. Now that's powerful. It, 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 we're not just doing an end around on death. We're not giving cutesy answers. We're not giving people uh, cliches like oh they're in a better place or you know. The clouds and harps and stuff like that. Um, death is not avoided. It's defeated. He's yeah. the last enemy, like we mm -hmm. just read in, in 1 Corinthians 15. Mm -hmm. And um, we can proclaim, as the psalmist does, O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? Again, back to uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 55. So, this is the thing that drives us, that gives us hope, you know. Mm. Um, I think God dangles it in front of us because um, otherwise we might all be jumping off the bridge, mm. you, you know, uh, or drinking the Kool-Aid or something like that. And mass suicide. I just want to get to it. I want to be with Jesus. I, I want to get this trial and suffering and all and the balancing act that we have to we have to participate in between righteousness and unrighteousness and, 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 and failure and, and success that we just, let's just close the book on this mm. and go home. It's going to take my ball and my bat and go home. Well, that's not acceptable either. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because there's, God's got a, a purpose and a plan uh, uh, wrapped up for us. And um, uh, you know, uh, that, that premature departure is contrary to the will of God. Uh, so, uh, Jesus yeah. said, because I live, mm. you will also John 14, 19, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, he came with the big message. Mm. This is, this is it. This is the problem. This is our problem. Okay. Mm. We're running around with this problem. And in, and in Athens, they're still fixating on that 20 years after the resurrection. Mm. This was our opening verse in, in Acts 17, 20 years after the resurrection. They're still hyper fixating about death. So somebody who comes around and, talk, and says has something to say about the resurrection of the dead, well, it either gets relegated to two, two categories. Oh, he's a, he's a screwball, and they'll mock him, or mm. 
oh, wait a minute, let's, uh, I think we'll hear you more. You know, I, I don't want to hear about, I don't want to hear so much about righteous living or, you know, you have to cross yourself in a certain way. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to help love your enemies. Just tell me about the resurrection. Okay. Yeah. Now you've piqued my interest. Okay. Right. We'll and hear like, you again oh, on this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We're the same. So this will work in our culture too. You know, you want to pique somebody's interest, tell them about the resurrection. All right. Mm -hmm. Tell them about Jesus. And a, a main point, keep the main point. The main point is the resurrection because nobody else has a resurrection. You know, yeah, I go back to John 11, 25 with, the, you know, Lazarus, uh, Jesus said to, to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Right. He yes. believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Yes. And, then, then, and then what? And he says, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe yeah. this? You know, there's, right. there's, you know, I, then, could, I do 14, a whole message on, do you believe this? Right. John 14, <laughs> one and two, it says, let not he, it's Jesus speaking. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In mm -hmm. my father's house are many mansions. And if I were not, if it were not so, I would have told you, but I go to prepare a place for you. And if mm -hmm. I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. So, I mean, even Jesus was preparing yeah. his disciples. And, you know, there was a statement where he says, I go where you can't go. And, you know, you know what this and yeah. the, the Pharisees and Sadducees were like, what's he going to commit suicide? Because, of course, in, in their minds, you know, committing suicide was an immediate ticket to, to hell. And in some yeah. of the religion, you know, that still holds in their uh, thought patterns. But the, the point is, is that Jesus said, yeah. I'm going to go away, but I'll come back. Yeah. Well, how are you going to come back if you're going to be dead? Oh, because I'm going to raise from the dead. And why would you yeah. come back? Because I'm going to bring you with me. To get I'm you. going to come yeah. and get mm -hmm. you. And we're going to come and things are going to be good. Yeah. So um, that's yeah, where we is... have to stand. Yeah. So we do have a traveler who has come back from mm. that uh, uh, country from whose mm -hmm. born still traveler returns. Uh, and and he's the only one. <laughs> he's the yeah. first fruits. He's the only one. And so that's why his testimony is firm. Mm -hmm. And that's why, uh, because that's, you know, that's, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, the linchpin in, in, in an accurate testimony. He's, he's the eyewitness, you know, uh, uh, nobody knows the father except him who came down from the father. Right. Mm -hmm. So he gives a, an accurate testimony and description also, you know, just because he happens to be the creator of it all too, but uh, he, he uh, underscores that and, and confirms it by rising from the dead and mm -hmm. demonstrating that victory over death for he who, for he made him who knew no sin, right. Mm -hmm. Took sin off the table. Who mm -hmm. no, sin was not a problem for him. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that we might become, uh, he, he made him who knew no sin, sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Second mm. Corinthians 5.21. Mm. So Jesus swoops in and solves both problems in one glorious act of love, you know, sacrificing himself, giving his life freely, a free will offering on the cross um, for on our behalf that to take death off the table, yeah. to take sin off the table so that we can meet together and say, you know what? We don't have a problem. Right. And God doesn't have a problem anymore because, because a penalty for sin has been satisfied. And for us, 
the issue of death is satisfied. Mm -hmm. Both problems are taken off the, off the table and we can have unbridled fellowship now. We can just, you know what? It, just let's enjoy the party now. Yeah. All the problems are, are off the table. We don't have to bicker. We don't have to arm wrestle anymore. Let's just enjoy the party. And guess what? The party's going to last for eternity. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. love that part. You know, in the presence of God, the very thing that our heart so, so yearns for. Mm. And I love the I love your concluding statement. You know, it, it's it's through both problems solved in one glorious act of love. Mm. And um, you know, with this. You know, with that breakpoint article about, you know, the, the pagan stuff, is it pagan, is it not pagan? And my personal struggles with that symbolism of, you know, Easter and, you know, the eggs and the stuff and all that stuff, I, you know, quite frankly, I'm very snarky about it, um, or at least I used to be. Um, this morning, the this morning I was studying, I studied all four gospels, the ends to read about the resurrection, I read uh, some of Acts and I've read first you know, Corinthians 15 and somewhere in that study, uh, the Holy spirit got in me and I'm sitting here in this little room <laughs> and, uh, I'm sitting next to a bunch of Easter egg baskets, you know, for that, my, my wife made for her children. And I'm a little snarky to her. I'm like, you know, I hate this stuff, you know, or whatever. But after I read the gospels, the Holy spirit put on me and it was like those, you know, those, those baskets, uh, you know, the, it's not about, it's not about eggs. It's not about bunnies. It's about love. And, yes. you know, her giving those to her children as her love being expressed for her kids. And yes. the reason why we do it today is the love that Christ, you know, showed us by dying for us and raising again. Uh, right. And that is showing us God's love for us to live with him forever. And it just ripped me apart because I was like a mess. And I told, I told my wife about it and I just got emotional. I was like, because you know, it, it was really for me, believe me, like to, to get a little soft and cuddly about Easter, that's a breakthrough because I was always Mr. You know, snarky about lamby pie and all the stuff. And um, take a bite out of that chocolate bunny. It's I not yet, but when I do, I'll know it's not just sugary goodness. It's also love that's in that. In that no, it's, not, it's not. And, you know, I understand what you're saying, Mark, because what we try to do recently with our podcast is, is to say to you, dear listener, please, you don't have to be afraid of death. Yeah, true. You don't have to be afraid of the afterlife or worry, like Shakespeare says, that this undiscovered country, you too can have the knowledge and the freedom, the, the freedom yeah. in your heart, if yes. you just accept Jesus Christ as your holy Lord and Savior. Yes. Yeah. If you repent of your sins. Yeah. If you confess with your mouth that he is Lord. Yeah. And live under his His rule and reign, which is not a hard yoke. Right. right. It's a beautiful yoke. And so we pray for you, our dear listeners, that you always have a chance to accept Jesus. And stand in it, too. Mm -hmm. That's right. Hallelujah. Brother, this resurrection in which we stand and it's it's the love of God. And if you'd like me to close out in prayer, I will. I do. OK, yes. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for uh, another day in your kingdom. We thank you for the, the glory uh, that 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 you've showed um, through your son, our savior, Jesus Christ, and for opening our eyes to the truth of the resurrection and the love that was shown Um towards mankind by you, Lord, 
um, to, to, to reconcile us to you. And that if we just, just accept the gift of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ, that uh, we, we, we don't need to fear death and right. we can conquer sin and um, we, can, we can just walk and talk with you on a continual basis, Lord, knowing that this relationship that we establish with you through your son will never end. Um, Lord, we just thank you for this day, this blessed uh, celebration of, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, we pray for the, the church services, uh, Rock Solid Church and Star Point Church today, and, and all across the world um, as Christians everywhere will come and declare that he is risen indeed. And, and we will stand in it. And we will hold fast to it, the gospel that we first received uh, that told us that Jesus Christ is Lord. Um, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right.